No family movie night is complete without some delicious ice-cold Coke. Pick up Coca-Cola at your nearest retailer today. Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic. So visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions. James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped Every relationship we've cultivated belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it together. This is our time. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place you can go to save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that could suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can help preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby today at 541-423-5704 or message her at facebook.com slash gratefulheartphotography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. 
During this crisis, over 37 million people don't have access to nutritious food. That's one in 12 seniors and one in seven children. But there is a way we can all help with Feeding America. Their network of 200 food banks are up and running, distributing food to communities in need around the country. If you need help or if you can help, please visit feedingamerica.org to locate a food bank in your community. Together, let's feed the love. If you love tie-dye, you'll love tie-dye dreaming. You'll style in great handmade tie-dye clothing such as t-shirts, sweatshirts, and even masks, which come in handy during this COVID-19 pandemic. The best tie-dye work at affordable prices. You can order your favorite items online at our Facebook page at facebook.com slash tie-dye dreaming. Or you can call Abigail Summers and Susanna Caton at 541-423-5704 anywhere in the United States. Born in the Pacific Northwest, Tie-Dye Dreamin' is the place for you. Give us a call and start Tie-Dye Dreamin' today. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Are you looking for a great education that's also in a great location? Check out College of the Siskiyous. We offer a variety of career and technical education programs, general education, and personal enrichment classes. With our new Reg365 process, you can register for any semester, any time of the year. With on-campus housing, an active campus life, competitive athletics, and expert guidance from our highly trained staff, College of the Siskiyous is waiting for you. Call us today. With coronavirus spreading, people at higher risk must take extra precautions. You're at higher risk if you're over 65 or if you have an underlying medical condition. Please visit coronavirus.gov for more information. Hi, this is John Therios. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than One Nostalgic Weekend. Up in the sky! Look. It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! So fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time only on One Nostalgic Weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. Every league, every team, every game, every season. 8 to 10, tell a friend. This is where the experts meet to speak on approach. You want to join the conversation, got to pick up the phone. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. It's the verbal version of the replay, the recap. The game seven, the draft, preseason, the rematch. Players and coaches, the man keeps you posted. Whether you're rooting for the home or away. Dirt, turf, hardwood, grass, a clip. We keep the conversation going and we cover it all. So when it goes down, you know the score. But when it comes to sports talk, this ain't no small talk. This is the big leagues. The ball is in your core. The best place for debate and point of view. After further review, you know what to do. Hey, what's the deal, man? It's been a minute. We back in the building. Where we supposed to be at Wednesday nights? I know we're trying to get it together, but we get it together, man. Actually, our network is in the building, live and direct. This is after further review 2.0, aka the sideline pass. You got the mayor in the building, left handed. Kip Stash, however you slice it, I'm still in the building. We're on Facebook, man. After further review 2.0, aka the sideline pass is the name of the group. We're rocking out, man. We're back in the building, man, uh, live and direct, man. We switched it from Tuesdays to Wednesdays 
Um, and we just trying to, you know, move in, you know what I mean, get the furniture together and all that, you know, nice up the pad and all that, make everything nice and lovely. All right, and we're doing that, working it out. Shout out to my man, Pretty Bob James, in the building, holding me down behind the board and all that. And um, we here, man. Um, first night in a long time, man. There's no, you know, sports, live sports to talk about. You know what I mean? There's no playoffs going on. There's no regular season, anything going on, man. Everything is, you know, going until, I guess, tomorrow where you've got the, you know, the NFL or whatever. But, um, again, it's a, you know, it's, we're back to no sports. You know, I mean, again, at the end of the day, it is what it is. But I think that, um, you know, all the championships have been decided. Shout out to the Los Angeles Dodgers uh, winning the 2020 World Series. Shout out to the Los Angeles Lakers. For winning the finals, um, you know, it's over. Now what do you do? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you know, these championships are going to be celebrated like that. Are they? Really? Now it's over. It's over and done with. You know, um, you know, you don't, you know, you don't want to have a debate about whether it's going to be an asterisk on the title or not. Who cares? But, I mean, at the end of the day, really, who cares? If there's an asterisk on it, all right. If there's not an asterisk on it, all right, whatever. You know what I mean? Just want to get back to normal. This season was not normal. No matter how you slice it, you could say all you want about they set records and the finals was great and all that. They did this under – they didn't have to do it. So miss me with that excuse. They did not have to do it. So, again, at the end of the day, they did it because they wanted to do it, and I'm not mad at them because that's their, that's their job. That's what, they, you know, that's what they do. But these circumstances were different. And you took a pause. I don't know what that meant, what that was supposed to mean at the end of the day. Because, again, if you really want to affect change, you're going to have to hit them in their pocketbook. And hitting them in the pocketbook for one day or whatever you did wasn't going to slice it. You know, you have, you know, all the chances in the world before you to really make an impact and, and, and make a statement. But I think a lot of these cats are scared to do it. You know, they're scared to do it unless, you know, uh, they, they're, they're almighty LeBron says, nah, man, why, why don't you have your own backbone? You know, and, and, and again, man, I, I'm not going to harp on, you know, you know, LeBron, he's, you know, 17 years deep, man. He got his titles, been to every, you know, NBA finals in the last 10 years. Um, I'm not mad at that. It's just the fact of the matter that I think that at the end of the day, for as much as they try to make LeBron out to be, you know, um, it's just him and everybody else, that's not the case. And we know it. We know it. I'm not going to get into the the why it's not the case. It's just not the case. You know, um, real simple, where is LeBron's Defensive Player of the Year award? He still he still hasn't won that. So, like, for me, I'm like, that's, 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 the, that's the first thing. The second thing is, like, Jordan wasn't, you know, and anybody else wasn't bestowed the title of king before they played one minute in the league. So, for me, it's, it's just different when it comes to this duel. But anyway, congratulations. They won a championship. Now we move on. Um, the Los Angeles Dodgers defeated the Tampa Bay Rays in the World Series. Six exciting games. Man, shout out to the Tampa Bay Rays for winning the American League. Um, shout out to the Los Angeles Dodgers, man, for getting it done, man. First time since 88. But, again, what does it mean? Like, you won a title in a bubble. You won a World Series in 
Arlington, Texas. How, do, I, I, how does that compute? You know what I'm saying? So, I, I mean, like, the, the season is over and done with now. Now we got to see if we can try to at least get to a little bit of normalcy, which I probably doubt. You know what I mean? But, um, again, this season is over with. Um, as far as the NBA is concerned, um, they had discussions on bringing the season back um, around Christmas time, and, you know, LeBron said he's not with it. I'm, I agree with him on that. Like, what are you doing? You know? But then on the other side of that, some people say, well, you have four months off. That's true, too. You know? But then again, at the end of the day, man, do you want to, you know, um, take your your families through this you know, bubble situation again, or however they're going to do it? Because they're going to have to be doing They're going to have to, whatever they do, is going to have to be with social distancing. So, you know, take this through, man. You know, just let it let it breathe, you know? So, again, man, I, I really don't want to get into no back-and-forth discussion about um, why these sports leagues are, you know, doing what they do, because we all know why they're doing what they do. Because they, you know, it's it's about it's about money, you know what I mean? And you know, we we want our sports, but we don't want it at the expense of people, you know, getting sick and you know, and 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 worse. We don't want that, you know. So I think that, um, you know, now that these championship things are over, you know, you know, these athletes can go home and you know, be with their families and stuff like that, and do what they do, and kind of like you know, resume some type of normalcy. Um, I think that's the best thing for, you know, and until, um, you know, they get this thing right with, with this pandemic thing, it's, it's, it's going to be like this. And we're only ones defeating our own purpose by instead of doing what we're supposed to be doing, um, everybody wants to go against the curve and this is what you get. So um, as far as the sports thing is concerned, yeah, man, this is the, um, this is the new reality. You know, so um, I'm, I'm gonna we're gonna get into some some football conversation, man. Um, you know, my Tampa Bay Buccaneers doing what they do. Um, you know, I, I mean, again, I'm I'm not gonna jump out the window. You know, we, we you know we're getting it together. You know, the Buccaneers are getting it together, and you know that that's my team, hard body karate. Um, you know, I want to talk about the Antonio Brown thing. I'm not really a big fan of um, the Antonio Brown situation with my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think we saw this movie before. Um, I'm not really interested in what Antonio Brown, you know, possible, what he could possibly bring because we've been doing our thing without Antonio Brown this season so far. So why do we need Antonio Brown for? What do we need Antonio Brown for? So I, I, I'm, I'm not really with that scenario right there. Um, Again, we're going to, you know, talk some NFL, man, but I just wanted to say, hey, you know, we're back in the building. We're doing what we do. This is After Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. You already know how we give it up, hard body karate. And uh, during this, you know, situation, man, we've just been doing a little, you know, different things. Everybody's been trying to, you know, do their thing and handle their business and stay on top of their game. And um, behind the scenes, the ubiquitous, Bob James has been handling his business for the Action VR Network, which is a a, a beautiful thing, and uh, we're going to get um, be heard on a, 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 a larger scope. Capital One Top so, and that's, that's definitely dope. We definitely appreciate that. So, um, you know, rock out with us. Stay tuned and all that good stuff. Um, NFL man, week eight. You know, what do you do? 
um, my Buccaneers are in the building, and um, a lot of people, you know, putting trying to put respect on our name. But uh, every week is, you know, it's, it's getting to another situation where we have to, you know, prove it again, prove it again, prove it again, prove it again. Um, are we where we need to be? Yeah. Are we a better team um, with Tom Brady than, you know, where we would have been with Jameis Winston? Yes. I don't want to say that our team is, you know, uh, going to the Super Bowl or anything like that. But um, I, I, I do look at our team and, you know, we have, a you know, one of the best records in the NFC. Um, I think that, you know, we're one of the top teams in the NFC. I think um, with a break here or there, you know, we could be the top team in the NFC. But, again, I'm not going to dwell on that because, again, um, it just, you know, um, I'm just taking advantage of, and enjoying the ride for right now. Um, we're 3-0 and at home, which is a great thing, um, you know, because we couldn't really, you know, hold out, hold any home leads in the last couple of years, man. We've been really, really garbage at home. So we're 3-0 and at home, which is great. Um, but we're 2-2 two and two on the road, so we got to, you know, improve our – uh, 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 play when we go on these road trips. The game in Chicago, we let that get away from us. But that's okay. Um, with 500 in Division One and One, which is fine. Um, I said at the beginning of the season, um, we go four and two, five and one, we'll win the division. Four and two, we'll be okay. We'll make the playoffs. Five and one, in the, in, we'll win the division. We go five and one inside the NFC South, we'll win the division. Um, I like what we, you know, I like what you know, Coach Arians has done so far. Um, Tom Brady's made you know a hell of a, a difference as far as his team is concerned. But I think that the biggest difference I think has been the secondary. Tampa Bay Buccaneers secondary is nice, and I haven't been able to say that for a couple of years, man. I haven't been able to say that for a couple of years. We had you know Bernard Hargraves, we had you know uh, Chris Conti, a whole uh, a whole N- number of guys back there, they was getting burnt like toast. You know, and we finally got a situation where our defense, um, you know, as far as the linebackers and the, and the defensive line is concerned, have always been, you know, pulling their weight. But it's been the secondary that's been holding us back, you know, as far as the, the Buccaneers are concerned. So I think now with our secondary being the way it is um, and, and the way the way that the, those those young guys are balling back there, I think they definitely deserve their props and what the Buccaneers are doing. Um, can you know how far can we go in the playoffs? I'm not worried about that right now. I'm not worried about that right now. You know, we just have to worry about our division first. Let's worry about the division first, and then we'll worry about um, you know the playoffs and, and, and all that down the road. Because again, um, you know this could you know this could head in a you know different direction real fast. Um, people now comparing you no know, you know Tom Brady and what the Buccaneers are doing to what the New England Patriots are doing. Um, I think that with, you know, what, what makes that a, a kind of a, a part of a conversation now is the way that the game turned out against uh, when, when the Patriots played San Francisco. All right. Um, the 49ers beat them 33 to six. Um, Cam, Cam Newton got benched. Um and it just it, it 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 wasn't a good look for the for the Patriots, man. I just think that um again before that that game talked about we talked about it on on Steve K's show. Um, I said that Jimmy G was coming back to New England 
Um, the team that, you know, traded him to the 49ers where he's, you know, found, you know, a lot of success and even a larger pile of money, you know. Um, and he just got benched a couple of weeks ago, okay. But um, I think that Jimmy Garoppolo was going to, you know, make some noise in this game coming back to New England, and, and I think he had a point to prove. Um, I think, you know, going 20 or 25 for 277 was, you know, pretty impressive. Um, he had a, a, a bad interception. Then he had another interception at the end of the first half. Um, again, man, I think that, you know, Garoppolo played better than Cam Newton, simple and plain. Um, but I think that what's going on with the New England Patriots is more than, you know, um, just, you know, Cam Newton not playing well. Um, I think that what the New England Patriots lost in Tom Brady was maybe that 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 uh, psychological edge. You know, because now that psychological edge is with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So now we're going into games like, yo, we're going to win these games. Okay, just, in, in, you know, just because of Tom Brady. You know, um, and I think they don't have that with um, New England. Um, Cam Newton really didn't play as bad as the numbers would, would say. I mean, 9 out of 15 for 98 yards. He had three interceptions. I mean, that's not an ideal stat line, but um, I think that one of his interceptions – was tipped, okay, um, but, you know, being that Cam has been, you know, kind of garbage the last couple of weeks, I think um, his, 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 his situation might be more about um, New England being outplayed and not really having talent at the skill positions. Um, people still, now he's still dealing with the, you know, COVID situation, you know, when it's physical, um, but I think that, um, you know, it could be a combination of all that, but I don't want to add, you know, you know, given the, the coronavirus thing, because you know he should be past that. He's on the field, right? So I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna factor the corona into the way that Cam Newton's playing. He's just, you know, hasn't been out there, and he needs to, you know, step it up because the Patriots now have lost three straight games under Bill Belichick for the first time since 2002. All right, I picked the Patriots to win the division. Like real, real talk, like. I picked the pick because I don't really, I don't believe in the Buffalo Bills. I don't, I don't really believe in the Buffalo Bills. Um, and again, you know, when you talk about a team like New England, they're supposed to be able to have that psychological edge because of Belichick. Now, you know, you don't have Brady, but still, you, you your division you got Miami, Buffalo, and the Jets. Why can't you win that division? Why? You know what I mean? So, I mean, being it is bad enough for Belichick, but, you know, having to deal with this while, you know, your your your, your former quarterback is, is getting busy in his new spot. Um, he lit up the, the, the Las Vegas Raiders defense, you know, and, and, and taking, you know, the Buccaneers to the top of the NFC. Um, you know, Brady threw four touchdown passes against the Raiders and, and looked like, you know, the Tom Brady that we're used to seeing, looking comfortable, you know. Um, you know, and anybody who thought, you know, Tom Brady was going to fall off a cliff was, you know, not really looking at the situation for what it was, you know? Um, uh, I think the big thing that has to be looked at is the fact that, you know, Tom Brady, you know, in reality is over the hill, but he's still getting it done where you still should have a few good years left in Cam Newton 
and the first few weeks before he got corona, Cam Newton was doing things doing things with the, the players Tom Brady worked with only last year. It looked like he was able to communicate and do things a lot better than Brady. He comes back from this and he can't get he can't get it done. He can't get it done. I mean, you know, I know that Corona does have an after effect that some people have to get past. You know, it does. You know, it does uh, do something to the brain for a little while. You know, and uh, and can hamper someone physically for a little while. But it's things that they can get past. You know, I mean, you know, it's just you got to give. You're going to have to give your for for uh, for 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 Cam Newton. That's what it could possibly be, you know. Maybe you need to give him a super B vitamin. I I don't know, but you know, for Tom Brady, all credit has to go to him because he is doing what no matter even if you simply brought Gronk to the team to be another option and a target to throw to, it wasn't gonna happen with Jameis Winston. So you got again, you gotta look at the fact that Tom Brady is making a difference. He is making a difference. He how would you not want to have the offensive line he has? How would you not want to have the options to throw to like he has? How would you not want the running game that he now has? How would you not want to have the defense run by Todd Bowles like you do? I mean, you know, it's just I Bucks are Bucks are uh, are in a best case scenario no matter what this season. They really are. So I mean, you know, we they are. There, there, there is no worst case scenario for these bucks. That, 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 that wouldn't be bad, I should say. Well, I mean, I can see, you know, um, what's going on as far as you know, Cam and you know his, you know, still you know being sick and stuff like that. But I think that some of the pa- I watched the game that with the, against the Forty Nine and some of the passes that he would make, he was he was making was ridiculous. Right, overthrowing receivers crazy, underthrowing receivers crazy. So I saw some of that. Um, I think that again, you know, a lot of people were saying, "Oh well, you know, let's see how Brady does without Belichick." You know, not too many people were saying, "Let's see how Belichick does without Brady." You know, so I think that um, right now, you know, the, the the Patriots still can make a trade to get some receivers and get some help for Cam Newton, and then Tampa Bay. Um, we got to watch out because we can run into, you know, we're going to run into better defenses. You saw what happened when we played the Chicago Bears. You know oh, yeah. I mean? so you're you're 100% right. Right. That's why I'm not, like, I'm not jumping out the window saying, oh, yeah, we're going to do this, we're going to do the third, and we're going to, you know, make a deep run. I just want to see what we're going to do. Um, if we can win in division, that would be a major stop. That would be a major sign for me. If we could win in division, we could beat New Orleans out for the division, and Carolina's playing better. Atlanta's trying to step up. So now, I mean, it, it's, it's going to get you know it's, the competition is going to get steep now. Now we're getting into the part of the season where it's going to get good, Bob. We talked about this. We talked oh, yeah. about it. Oh yeah. The first first couple of weeks is like uh whatever. You know what I mean? Now we get into October. We get into November. You know what I mean? Now we start to see. The, 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 the cream lines to the top after the trade deadline. We'll see what happens. Um, but I think that um, as far as Tampa Bay, man, we just I, I, I want to see us win the division, Bob. I don't want to see us with a wild card. We shouldn't be playing wild card weekend. You know what I'm saying? I agree. I agree totally. I agree right. totally. And, th- and keep in mind, 
And we talked about this. You're talking about Tom Brady in the same division as Drew Brees and the New Orleans right. Saints, which should in reality be Tom Brady's only real competition. Should really be that. You know, and that's not counting out. And that's not counting out the fact that you also got you also got the Carolina Panthers with Teddy Bridgewater and and Bridgewater is not having an easy easy year, but I you know that's something you can't totally blame on him. You know, and uh, you got you you know, and I know how you you are about uh, Matt Ryan being a little more overrated, but Matt Ryan is still better than half the quarterbacks out there. <laughs> I mean, so if you say so. <laughs> you say so, man. I don't see it. I don't see it in Matt Ryan, but that's another story. But yeah, man, I think that um, you know, um, there's still you know all the you know half of the season left to play. We'll see what happens, man. I like where my team is at right now. Um, I think that you know if we talked about um what we like and what we don't like in our teams. We would really not have that much to talk about when we talk about what we don't like. I mean, your team, as far as the Miami Dolphins are concerned, um, you know, with two attacks, we will attack being the starter. Um, what, what, what is your what is your thoughts on that? And what do you think the Miami Dolphins are going to do now um, going forward? I think this is a mistake. You don't take someone that's gotten on a roll like Fitzpatrick has, you know, and just bench him for. A rookie that's still questionable where his injuries go. I would have wanted, I would have personally wanted to see Tua stay on the bench the entire season and just see if he could come out. He see if he can come out of it at the beginning of next season. You know, in the same, you know, the same level as, you know, you know, as a, uh, you know, you know, as Pat Patrick Mahomes did, you know, for the. For, for them, you know, and it's just, you know, that's just me, you know, thinking more along those levels, you know, you know, if he could do what Pat Patrick Mahomes did, it's definitely, you know, it would definitely be worth the wait to have that going, mm. you know, in, in my opinion. Right. So, I mean, um, I'm not, not saying any, not, not, not gonna, not putting it down. I could be wrong, you know, and I want to be wrong. It's just you know that's just how I feel about it. I think, I think uh, you know too much. I think you want to give this kid too much too soon, especially after injuries and never really completing a season in college. Man, listen, you asked, you are so right. I just feel like you know, um, you know, Ryan Flores. I mean, much respect to what he's doing. I know a lot of Miami Dolphins fans. Shout out to my man Salik. Um, I just feel like, again, like you, I just feel like this season was supposed to be, Tua was supposed to learn. Tua was going to get, you know, some mop-up duty here and there, but mainly probably towards the end of the season. Um, and, and and Brian Fitzpatrick, like you said, was he didn't have that Fitzpatrick game yet. He was doing his numbers. So he really didn't even deserve, you know what I mean? He didn't even really deserve to get pulled like that. Okay, because like you said, I think you said it before, like, wait for him to have a, a bad game because you knew that was coming. Oh, yeah, exactly. That was right. You know? So, I, I don't know, man. I, I really don't, I can't agree with what happens, but I don't want, I don't want things down there in Miami, but I just wish that, 
Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, we got a better, you know, a, 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 a more fair way of, you know, just getting his job taken away from him. You know? Yeah, and I'll agree with that. You know, I mean, you know, we're looking at Tua. We're looking at uh, the man that could be what Dan Marino was to this team. You know, I mean, you know, you know, it just, you know, then those are big shoes to fill, which no one has ever really filled yet. I mean, Tannehill was the best we had, you know, and if we had the Tannehill we're seeing now, I mean, Tannehill would still be there today and would probably own own the own the, the uh, AFC division. You know, which of course, you know, a lot of people said that would happen with Sam Darnold, and after the game we saw with Sam Darnold, I want to know. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. Let's face facts. Yo, we don't pull no punches over here. We do not pull no punches over here. After further review, 2.0, aka the Sirot Pass, get at me on Twitter at RMDesk. We on Facebook too. Sam Darnold stinks. Let's just call it what it is. I, I, you know, Mark Sanchez was a bum. Sam Darnold was a bum. Like, and, and, Daniel, and Daniel Jones is headed towards bum status. Like, these quarterbacks, man, these dudes get these high draft picks and high, you know, and they, don't, they, do, they do not produce. They do not produce. They look real good. They look all right in college. They look okay. They play with good teams that was dominating. They played with teams that had dominating running games. Reggie Bush. They played with teams that had dominating defenses. You know what I mean? And then when they come to the NFL, they garbage. Then you got Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's rookie year, coming first year in the league. He picked it up right where he left off LSU. So what? He's playing with a bad team. So what? I'd rather have Joe Burrow than Sam Darnold. Period. Period. So, like, Sam, Sam Darnold stinks, yo. I don't want to hear nothing about Sam Darnold. I don't want to hear nothing about the Jets. The Jets are no, a, 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 a moribund franchise going backwards. They get, they get guys and turn them into bums. They turn into instant bums. You know what? You want to know what the sad part is? I mean, everyone talks about the Dolphins since Dan Marino. You know, I mean, but no one talks about the Jets. No one talks about the Jets with Joe Namath. Since Joe Namath. I mean, you know, no one talks about it. Like you said, because there's nothing to talk about there. I mean, I I, I don't think Todd was that great. I don't think, you know, I don't think... uh, Oh, the other one, uh, Mick, I forget his name. Oh, O'Brien, Ken O'Brien, I don't think he was that great. I don't, you know, I mean, Chad Pennington was okay. I mean, but that's about it. You, Yo, know, you look at that Jets history, Joe Namath uh, was all they had. Bob, 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 Bob. You're being, you're being very, very kind. You're being very, very kind. Richard Todd stayed hurt. Ken O'Brien was a disaster. Chad Pennington was there. Eh. There's nobody that was really that that stands out as a quarterback of the New York Jets. Period. Since Joe Namath, and that and that's sad. No, it is, and that's the point I'm making. That's the point yeah, I'm really right, making. Right, right, right. 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 <laughs> that's sad. You know, I mean, the Jets. I mean, they've no one would have had more chances than the Jets, and everyone says. 
Everyone says the Jets are going to. The Jets are going to get. Uh, everyone says the Jets. They're going to go and they're going to get Trevor Lawrence. If I'm Trevor Lawrence, I'm playing the John Elway, the John Elway role that he played in the 1983 draft with the uh, Baltimore, the then Baltimore Colts, and say, "Don't pick me because I won't sign with you." <laughs> That's what I'd do if I were Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> if Trevor Lawrence enters the draft as a junior. It's sad, yo, that, you know, that the, your franchise is so bad that, you know, you decide to stay and get the education then go get the money in the NFL. That's crazy. That You, you know how bad you got to be for somebody to say, you know what, I'm going to stay in school and get my education Rather than get drafted to your team, where you could pay me my million dollar, my 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 rookie minimum, like that shit is crazy. Exactly, exactly. You know, what I mean, <laughs> you know, what I mean, you know, I but I would want you know if I'm in Trevor Lawrence's shoes, I want to avoid the Jets. I don't care what amount of money it is. <laughs> if I'm Trevor, if I'm Trevor Lawrence, man, I'm just thinking about trying to you know finish, you know, get a national championship for Clemson right now. Um, and I'll deal with all that other stuff later because then at the end of the day, you know what? People can be, you know, somebody might throw something at the Jets and, and, and offer something for that pick. Oh, yeah, I then agree. The, the Jets got the number one pick. They could turn it into something. You know, they could turn that they could turn that pick into a quarterback that could start and play for them right now. They could turn that into a, a, a I don't know, a Deshaun Watson. For number one pick. You're desperate. You're the Jets. You need something. If I'm the Jets, if I'm the Jets and I got the number one pick in the draft, I'm talking to Houston saying, what? What are we doing? What are we doing? Now you got a quarterback. Now what? You got a quarterback that's 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 a bona fide, qualified certified, good quarterback. Now you just got to put an offensive line behind him, get him some receivers, and there you go. Now what? You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know, man. The the Jets got some some things to think about, but if that was me, that's what I would do. And at least I would try to get you know what I mean? And, and give him, give him, give him Deshaun, and and try to get Trevor, and try to get Trevor Lawrence. That wouldn't be that wouldn't be a bad move for the Jets to get Deshaun. At least you got someone there who can scramble. And you know the one yeah. thing the Jets would have to be, want to be lucky with is hope that their first their first round pick this past year, Mackay Becton, is is uh, not going to be so injury prone. Good luck with that. But that's another story. Yeah, that's true. But I think that the Jets was to make a move like that. I think that, I, I for me, Bob, it's for me. I mean, because again, Deshaun Watson on paper beats anything that the Jets haven't had in quarterback for the last twenty years. Deshaun Watson on paper, Bob, on paper, he beats any quarter. You who the Jets had a quarterback for the last twenty years? Like really? I said, the other, the closest one I, I give any sort of credit to for being at least at least decent for the Jets was Chad Pennington, and that's it. After that, the rest of the quarterbacks go away. 
Right. So exactly. So you get you get a Deshaun. Yeah, I would give up a number one. What what else you got to lose? What you got to lose? Nothing. You're getting you're getting a veteran and not a rookie. And to me, that's a plus. I don't care if it's Trevor Lawrence or who it is. You know, I can't. I don't care if Trevor Lawrence is going to have a better NFL career than he will a college career. I'm going to want to get that veteran that's still going to have ten years in the in the uh, game. You know, and just work on the offensive line because you still got another first round pick. Yep. Yep. Give me Deshaun. Yep. Absolutely. Give me Deshaun Watson, and then we'll, and then we could talk. And then the and then the Jets would be. I get. I think they would be a little bit. I think the fans would have a little bit more life put into them if they were to get a Deshaun Watson because he's still very very good, man. Very very good. I think he needs to change the scene. He needs to get out of there. I'll agree, with, I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that totally. <laughs> all, all the good, all the good teams really. Their quarterback situations are common, you know, basically more than less set. All the good teams, you know. So I think you know now you have now you have a quarterback in Deshaun Watson that you know is on a is on a bad team, you know. So yeah, I, I mean, moving him to the Jets for number one. I think, okay, now you would say, oh, he's going from a bad team to a worse team. But I think that the Jets could, like, like you said, if Beckton can stay, you know, healthy, they can get that offensive line together, they can do some things. Deshaun Watson is a quarterback that is is, is a um, he's a runner. So, again, you could watch out for him as far as the offense is concerned. So I think that the Jets would be all right. You know? So that that's how I would look at that. Um, what do you think in regards to, um, you know who I don't, you know who I still don't believe in, man. I don't believe in Buffalo, man. And Buffalo starting to show cracks, man. Well, this was going to happen with the bills. This was going to happen. I mean, when they, when they, when they went and they did what they did in the, you know, in the draft this past year, I kind of had to say. I like what you did the year before when you got when you got the one guard in the second round. You got lucky and he and he was right there to land in your laps to pick him up. I mean, but I said truthfully, you, your offensive line is just not there yet, and that's why I look. I, I look at that even with the Jets. I said your offensive line were much better. You'd be making you you. I'll, I'll use your words here with this one. Uh, you're making a bum look like a winner, and truthfully, the Bills. I just don't know if the coaching is going to work out the cracks, even with, even even with them getting a bye week. You know, I mean, I just don't know if they're going to really work it out at all. You know, with what they want, what they want to do. Yeah, I mean. Well, I'm- yeah, I mean, with Buffalo, man, you know, you look at Buffalo, they got the game coming up with, you know, the Patriots, that's at home. Then they got Seattle at home. Then they go out to Arizona before they buy. So that's, to me, that's three um, games right there that they need to, if they want to be serious about this season, win two of them. They got to win two of those games right there. New England coming up this week, Seattle next week, at Arizona. So, again, I think if Buffalo wants to be um, looked at as a team that, you know, is going to make some noise in the division, 
let alone the AFC. Um, they need to win two of these games right here. Um, Buffalo hasn't really been cooking this you know, yet, you know what I mean? Um, this game right here against New England could really, you know, um, settle the fact to see whether the Bills are ready to take the division. Um, New England's defense we know has, has, has big issues right now. Um, Josh Allen, every, everybody loves Josh Allen. I don't, I don't think Josh Allen is garbage. I just think that Josh Allen has a lot to, you know, prove to me from last year. He blew that game last year in Houston. They should have won that game. I, I always talk about that, Bob, but they talk about Josh Allen. Like, knock it off. They, they let that game go against Houston in the playoffs last year. So Josh Allen has to get back to the playoffs, win a playoff game, and then, I, and then I'll be like, all right, Josh Allen is all right with me. But until then, I'm not really with the Buffalo Bills, man. So that, that's, that's what I'm looking at them right now, man. I think that, um, you know, this game is going to be important for them. New England is going to be able to have a game. They're going to need a game when they need to come back. And this, this, this game right here should be it against the Buffalo Bills. It's in the division. Um, a lot of people are now kind of like looking at you know, the New England Patriots like, wow, you know, they're going down, you know, they're going down the toilet quick, you know. Um, a team that's, 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 that's sneaky good in the NFC and nobody's talking about, and a team whose quarterback I know that some people like, some people don't like, whatever, um, but we talked about him being one of the best quarterbacks in the league last year before he got hurt. I'm talking about um, Matthew Stafford with the Detroit Lions. The Lions have won two straight games. Um, turn this season around, even though those two wins came against, you know, two teams that are not really that good. Um, they're playing the Indianapolis Colts. We're coming off a bye. Um, Indianapolis defense has been impressive. And I think that, you know, with the Lions game doing what it's doing, um, they should be able to show up. I think they had a bad game against Atlanta, but I think they'll, they'll bounce back from that. I'm trying to put some respect on the Detroit Lions name. I'm trying to put some respect on their name because I like, you know, the kid DeAndre Swift. You know what I mean? They got Adrian Peterson back there too. Um, again, I'm not really big on Matt Stafford. You know what I'm saying? But I, I think that the Detroit Lions are a team that can, you know, um, knock the Chicago Bears out the box. The Bears really don't know what they want to do. You know what the you sad know, part is about to... them? I said Matt Patricia <laughs> would be fired. I said Matt uh-huh. Patricia would be fired before Thanksgiving. Now we're looking at a Matt Patricia that's putting so much together. This man, even if he goes simply nine and seven, he'll be saving his job for another year. He'll be saving his job for another year if he does. I said, oh, well, he won this one. That's say buying him a few more weeks. Oh, he won this one. Now he'll probably get the, get, get another few weeks. But, you know, he's, he's now, he's now at 500 after, after seven weeks. And he could, he could wind up staying on that role and get it, you know, and get it done. He really could. So, I mean, I'm really, I'm really, really impressed there. But I'm with you. I think at some point uh, they're going to have to uh, let things go with Matt Stafford and again, try, try and bring somebody else that could possibly do it better. But look at that. Uh, when you talk about Detroit, I mean, look at it. Okay. They got the coach this week at Minnesota next week. They got Washington football team and at Carolina before they play Houston on Thanksgiving. Now, for me, the way the Detroit Lions are playing, man, um, again, you know, they're kind of a role. They won two straight. 
Um, and I think that um, what happens to um, a team like the Indianapolis Colts expected to win this game. Um, but the Lions, just, if they want to be considered a team that, again, we always talk about it. If you want to be considered a team that's good and a team that's respected, this is the type of game that you win. All right? Phillip Rivers going into um, into uh, uh, Ford Field and doing it against the Detroit Lions. It's going to be a tough go, but I think this is a game that the Lions need to win um, if they're going to you know, be considered as you know, contenders in, 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 the, in the NFC. Definitely. Definitely, definitely. Um, what's your thoughts about your Dolphins going up against the Rams? This is uh, that's another reason why I would not want to start Tua. Another right. reason why I would not want to start Tua. I would want to go with the experience. Dolphins have got something going here, but the Rams <laughs> got something going more. You know, Jared Goff is showing you know, that he still has something left to show everybody. And I'm just, I'm hopeful that, you know, I'm, I'm always going to be rooting for my Dolphins, but, you know, again, you're going up against a Rams team that I think is, that I think is ready to make this season their bounce back season. So I'm not uh, going to take anything away from uh, the Rams here at this point. You know, I'm, I still got another day to figure things out when I do, when I do the uh, NFL wrap and I do my predictions. So I'm going to be putting it together as best as I can, you know, I mean, if this were in uh, this were in Miami, you'd hear nothing but a crowd cheering for Tua all game long because they want to believe in the hype, you know. And you know, and to live up to the hype is another is another thing. And I just, like I said, I would have just stayed. I would have stayed with Fitzpatrick. He got himself on a roll. He's he's the veteran. He's got the experience. And against a team like like the Rams, you'd want him. You'd want him to lead. Yeah, man. Um, the Rams played on Monday night against the Bears. They'll be traveling across the country. Miami's coming off a bye. Two is going to start. Um, I think that, again, you know, you looked at Tua making his first start against that defense, Aaron Donald, and those dudes. You're throwing him to the Wolves early, you know? And um, you just hope that. Um, you know, he, he, you know, comes out, you know, um, you know, at, 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 you know, alive, you know what I mean? And um, it, just look at it as a, hopefully as a, as a uh, positive decision that the Miami Dolphins made in starting to attack Leavoa. I think that, it, to me, it was too, it's, it's too soon. It's too soon. Um, Steelers at the Ravens, what's your thoughts on that? Could the Steelers be ready for this game after the game they played against the Titans? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, let's face it, Ravens are coming off a bye. You know, I've said this, you know, and I could be wrong. And at this point, I want to be wrong with the way two out of the four are playing. You know, and, you know, and, uh, you know, and I've, and Big Ben is one who I said this about, you know, at some point during the season, he could wind up getting old real fast, and that's what uh, you know. I have to worry about there. And coming, like I said, coming off a uh, coming off a big win, like you did, you're going up against a team that has an even better defense. And I won't say I won't say uh, Lamar uh, Lamar Jackson is 
is equal to is equal to uh uh you know Tannehill. I won't say he's that, you know, cuz he can scramble a lot better than Tannehill. He's just different. He's he's just different and truthfully you got you got to hope that uh, they, they weren't worn out working hard to get that uh win against the 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 uh Titans after the way the Titans uh, uh came back in, into the game. So so I'm kind of worried where the Steelers go and uh and let's face it if you're you know, if you're the Ravens you know you got to get you know you got to have this win. This win is is pretty much going to be a necessity to the Ravens. So that's what people got to worry about. Much stronger defense also. Much stronger defense than the uh Titans. So this is going to like I said this will be scary for the Steelers. I don't mean this to offend the Steeler fans, but it, you know, I'm I'm just ho- I'm just hopeful that it work you know, it can work out in uh Big Ben's favor, but again, you know, he does you know, his offensive line is is a step slower. They they don't suck. And Big Ben's not getting any younger and you know, this is where his real test starts for the sake of his longevity. Alright. Um You mentioned the bye. What's the last shot what the last, what happened the last time the Baltimore Ravens came up with a bye? <laughs> wow, good question. You know what I mean? Um, I think that that, that Steelers game was a, another game that, you know, people think that they weren't supposed to win against a tough Tennessee team on the road. Um, you know, the Steelers are playing on the road again in Baltimore. Okay, the Ravens coming off a bye. Um, you know, the Steelers always play Baltimore tough, even on the road. I think that what the Steelers have to do is they have to limit Baltimore's run game. I think if they can, you know, kind of somewhat keep that in check, um, their defense will shine through, and and I think they could beat the Baltimore Ravens. I like the Steelers. I I said that before the season started. Nobody talked about the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger had a year off. He was hurt, but he was rehabbing. He got together. You know what I mean? He's He's got a new weapon in Chase Claypool. Okay, so again, they you know the Steelers, man, watch out for them. I, I said that before the season started. I said, watch the Steelers, yo, because Ben Roethlisberger is back. And, and, and again, I you know I was having a conversation with somebody. We got a couple minutes left, man. Um, we got I was having a conversation with somebody now. You know, comparing you know Eli, you know Ben. Um, and and, and their careers and stuff like that, you know, and I say, well, you know, to me, even though, you know, Eli got his two rings and two MVPs or whatever, you know, know, Ben Ben was on better teams. Ben was on better teams. And and, and I think that, um, you know, even though they, they did lose the Super Bowl against Green Bay, um, the Giants won two Super Bowls. They beat the Patriots. I just, you know, Eli's career, this, uh, you know what I mean? Um, and again, me, it goes to the trade where he forces, you know, because the, the Chargers drafted Eli Manning and they, they forced the trade to the Giants or whatever. So that that's always going to be a chink in Eli's armor for me. Always. 
And I said that when it happened. That was that was always going to be a chink in his armor for me. But I think that um, going to really make some noise this year, man, and, and do what they do. Um, this is the Wednesday edition, man. We're going to roll, rock out, man. We just wanted to stretch out for an hour tonight, get it popping, man. My man, Pretty Bob James, is in the house. Um, we got some things going on, man, as far as the show is concerned and the network is concerned. Bob, you want to talk about that for a couple minutes before we get out of here? Well, after today, pretty much by tomorrow, people will be finding all the shows, including after further review, up on a, a, quite a few places. Some of the bigger ones to name, of course, will be iTunes and Google Podcast. And uh, hopefully, we're also going to get uh, get everything on iHeartRadio. So, so Action VR is able to expand a little more, and I'm providing for the for my hosts because uh, you know my hosts are the best we got here, and uh, and you want to keep them around, and that includes after further review 2.0. AKA the sideline, no Um. So yeah, man, that's. That's what it is, man. We, you know, do, doing, you know, bigger, better things, man. Sticking to the script and all of that, man. Um, a couple more games we could talk about before we get up out of here, man. Um, hmm. The Chargers and the Broncos. Um, Justin Herbert, is he the truth? Oh, good is, question. Is Justin Herbert the truth? Good question. I mean, like, you, you've you got to look at the way he's, you know, doing his thing and how the Chargers are responding to him, um, let alone how he got the position or whatever. It was, you know, he was going to get it anyway. Um, he's lighting up the defenses that he's played against. Um, I think that um, in regards to, you know, him going up against Drew Locke, and I like Drew Locke, you know, but he's having a lot of issues, man, against the Chiefs, man. He was, you know, he he looked lost out there a little bit. But I think that, um, you know, if if Justin Herbert can have a strong showing against that Denver defense, then that really just showed me something with him. You know, I think that um, – you know, the the Broncos are, are probably looking at trying to stop, you know, what Herbert is doing. They're on, they're gonna be at home. Um and again I think that again this is a you know a battle with those you know, young quarterbacks. You got Drew Locke, you got Justin Herbert. So um Herbert coming into the league, um, you know, as a rookie doing his numbers and that's a, again, that's a that again that comparison to these other quarterbacks who've been around a couple of years and haven't done nothing. Sam Donald. Like, Sam Donald is, is, is garbage. Let's keep it real. Let's keep it thorough, man. Sam Donald is garbage, yo. Like, when is you know, when are you going to stop coddling these dudes? When are you going to stop coddling these dudes? Right? Nah. You know what I'm saying? No, 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 no. You're giving these dudes too much praise. You're heaping praise on them. Then they don't show up. Then you keep giving them weeks, which turns into seasons, which turns into years. Now their career is lost. What did they do? Nothing. So I'm just saying, man, like, you 
you you wasting your time with these dudes, man. Week after week after week after week after week after week after. What do you do? You don't do nothing. And compared to other quarterbacks who just come, who are making noise, just coming into the league. I'm not even going to talk about Kyler Murray. We got no, we got, we're not going to talk about him. We're not going to talk about Patrick Mahomes. We're not going to talk about him. I could bring up a quarterback right now who's like kind of like resurrected his career a little bit because they had him on the scrap heap, Derek Carr. Like, why can't Sam Donald be a dude who can get himself together? Like, nah. Who, 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 who is Sam Donald? What has Sam Donald done besides get a, 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 a social disease? What has he done? Nothing. Just came from USC. Got drafted high by the Jets. That's it. Sorry. You know what I mean? So that's that's how I look at that right there, man. You know? Now, and, and, and whatever else you want to say about it is what it is. This is After Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. The Sideline Pass. We are in the building Wednesday nights, live and direct. Actually, we are networked at 9 p.m., um, um, excuse me, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, all right? 954 is the mathematics. We'll be in the building two hours, hard body karate next week, three-minute rant, all that good stuff, man. We're going to talk some college basketball. We're going to get into a flow, all right? Actually, we are network After Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. The Sideline Pass. We out. Peace. A little flexibility can go a long way. By refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you could save at PenFed.org slash auto refi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. From regular expenses to occasional splurges, there's a lot to buy. Why not get cash back every time you spend? With the PenFed Power Cash Rewards Card, you get cash back on every purchase. That's everywhere, every time you use it. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash to apply. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.